Hey, welcome to the 1826 podcast. My name is Joe and I'm the leader of the 1826 young adult community here at Faith Chapel. I just want to let you know really quickly, we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. in our church lobby. I encourage you to check us out on Instagram at 1826FC so you can kind of get a feel for what we're about. Without any further ado, let's dive into the message. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this evening together. Thank you for this group and what you're doing through it. God, we are um, so blessed that we can come and worship you. We ask that you would just bless the words that come out of my mouth, be it for these people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So um, I just wanted to start off by saying the time change is horrible. It like, I, anybody else is killing me. I'm losing, I've seen that meme of, uh, have you seen that like gif of Shaq and he's like dunking on somebody? I'm getting dunked on every single day so far. It's been awful. And um, so Sunday was the first day of time change. Obviously it's the worst day of the year. And I, I wake up and I'm late, of course. It's just bad. I running late to our meeting that morning. And in the name of time change, I watch movies for the rest of the day. Like, just take a personal day, right? Time change day. So Monday comes. I wake up late again. I'm late for my meeting again. But I, I'm okay. It's in the name of the time change and the rain. And, like, it's okay. I'm, like, helping myself understand. Like, it's okay, Joe. You're fine. But I have this much stuff to do this week and I have about this much time to do it with you know it's like one of those weeks and and so as the day is going and I'm not being as productive as I want to be um, I start getting stressed I start feeling the stress of the week piling up on me and um, I I sit down to to do this one particular thing and I'm figuring it's going to take me about 20 minutes and ends up taking me about two hours and I'm just really discouraged I ended up not even getting it done for whatever reason, I just kind of shut my computer and I'm saying, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done for today. I've, I've given kind of everything I could and I'm just, I'm done. And then the guilt set in because I haven't checked as many boxes as I wanted to, to check, you know, that feeling. And you're just like, I needed to get more stuff done today. I'm going to be busy on Tuesday. I'm going to be busy on Wednesday. I'm going to be busy on Thursday. We don't, not supposed to work on Friday. Like, I'm just very, I'm very, very tired. So this morning I woke up and um, I woke up stressed. You know, when you wake up stressed and you just wake up and you're just like the stress from last night has carried over through the night and I'm, I'm stressed. And I know I, I woke up late because again, time change. And now I know I'm going to be late to my 9 a.m. meeting and the stress has now shifted into a form of Um, whatever you want to call it, anxiety, panic. I have frequent episodes with this, if I'm just being honest. And and now I find myself sitting on my bed, running late, really tired. And so I could just speak to you from a very genuine, vulnerable place. I'm just, I'm exhausted today. And I've been exhausted for a couple of weeks and I'm just, I'm just really, really tired. And I didn't know what I was going to speak on until about 4.30 this afternoon. And I was like, you know what? I just need to, I just need to preach to myself today because I'm tired and I bet somebody else is tired and let's just do this together. And 
we can be tired together. And so I'm just throwing this out here. How many of us are just really tired? And you might not be physically tired like me. You might not have had an episode where you had to sit on your bed this morning and wait for your medicine to kick in, but you might just be really, really sick and tired of a friend or a family member or your job or your battle with your addiction or whatever the case may be. And you're, you're just sick of it. And you're just, you're really, really tired of it. And you found yourself saying over and over and over again, I'm just, I'm just, I'm really tired. So I knew I was going to talk about the woman at the well. I didn't know in what capacity. We, we, I had made a list. This is week three of Jesus Walks. And I want to title this, Jesus Walks, Then He Sits. And we're going to be in John 4, which, which is the, the famous passage of, of Jesus meeting the woman at the well. Um, but I hope you can insert yourself into this narrative. And I hope that maybe some of the things I, that I speak to you are, are, are directly from God in a way that you haven't heard them before. I want to set up the scene for you a little bit. The, the passage in John 4, we'll, we'll start in verse 4, but the first couple of verses, 1 through 3, Jesus is low-key, like, run out of town. He's, he's really tired of the politics that are happening in the area that he's in. And, and so he's saying, these aren't the people I want to be around right now. They're not really appreciating what I'm doing for them. So I'm sick of, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go somewhere else. And he and the disciples pack their things and they start walking. And so if you're following along, please take notes tonight, please. John 4, 4. Now he had to go through Samaria. He had to go. Not he wanted to go. He, he had to go through Samaria. And, and, and historically, Samaria was not a place that a, that a Jew would walk through. It's a place that they would walk around. You would stay on the outskirts of the city and it would most of the time double the length of your trip because it would take so long to, to walk around this city. So, so why does Jesus have to walk through it? Why, why is, it a, is it a timing thing? Is he being controlled? I, I thought Jesus didn't have to do anything. He's the Messiah. He shouldn't have had to go through Samaria. He could be wherever he wanted to be in the, in the blink of an eye. So was it a control? No, he wasn't being controlled by anyone. He's all controlling. It wasn't an agenda-based thing. I, I don't think so. The only agenda that he had was to come and die on a cross, which he would do. Again, this is John. John writes after the fact. We know it's not like the other gospels. He's writing from the perspective of Jesus does die on the cross, rises again. We know this. So, so when he says he had to go through Samaria, why? Why does he write this? And can you imagine how upset the disciples would have been when the, the crossroad came and it was like, Samaria, this way, detour, this way. And Jesus is like, let's go, guys. They're like, what? Jesus, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we're not supposed to go through there. We're supposed to walk around the city. How, how many of us are walking around people or conversations or places instead of walking through them? I think we've all had things, people, conversations, ideas that we've been walking around instead of going through. And the reason that we are so tired 
is because maybe it's taking us twice as long to get to the place that Jesus actually wants to do work in. So what this tells me, Jesus is not a passive person. He's going straight to the place where his disciples did not want to go. So what are you walking around that God wants to walk through? Verse five, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. How can Jesus get tired? Isn't that a funny phrase? Jesus, comma, tired from the journey. A very human thing to be tired after walking all day, but Jesus is not human. In fact, in Isaiah 40, 28, it says, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will, ne- he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He's not supposed to get tired. He's the Lord. So when John is writing, again, knowing what's going to happen, Jesus tired, Jesus sat down, What he is communicating is, yes, the same Jesus that I'm writing about because John wrote the seven miracles, the same Jesus that turned water to wine, the same Jesus that healed the blind, the same Jesus that would heal Lazarus, the same Jesus that does all these things. Yes, that Jesus, the one who would die on the cross for our sins, that Jesus, he he got tired. This Jesus who's 100% God in this moment also 100% human. Why? Because it had to be that way. Because in order for salvation to work for humans, he had to be 100% human. So in part, Jesus got tired and he sat down for rest. And in this writing, John, knowing what will happen, knowing that that a couple of thousands of years later, there would be a young adult's pastor who would be tired because the time change is kicking his butt. Knowing this, he, 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 he gives us an encouragement. He's saying, God, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. There's bags under my eyes. I did not sleep well. I'm really, really tired. And, and this passage is speaking, I know you're tired and I know that you're hurting. And I know you're tired of the addiction and I know you're tired of bad health and I know you're tired of your family and I know you're tired of trying and not getting results and I know you're tired of your job. I know you're tired of working three jobs but being compensated for one. I know you're tired that you're never being told good job. I know you're tired. But I got tired too. So so in this moment, I want you to take comfort Because John asked himself, what would be the most beneficial thing to write? I'm going to write seven stories down. What would be the most beneficial thing to write? And the inspiration from God came. Tell them that I too became tired and I needed a break and I needed to sit down. So maybe being weary doesn't mean that you're weak. And maybe you're weary because you're walking through a journey that everybody else has been walking around. And maybe the direct route is also the divine one. And I wanted to take some time to introduce you to a very real Jesus who got very tired. Verse six, 
Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. Uh, This is a word, by the way. Jacob's well would have been given to Joseph. This is a generational thing. So when Jesus is walking through Samaria, I, I placed myself in this narrative today. When I go back to my hometown, I always stop by my house, my old house. And I just, I, I don't know, it, it's just, you think about the memories there, you think about the, the, the good times. You, you, it's, a, it's a generational thing. We actually had two houses back, back home. We moved once. And so I always stop by and, and, just, and, and just look at them. What Jesus is doing is he's stopping by. He's saying, this is a generational thing. This is a bloodline thing. This is a, a, a situation where, where I'm, I'm going to stop by and I'm going to find rest. And I'm going to think about the generations that came before me, the generations that were doing my work before I actually existed, the, the generations that, that knew I would come one day. Now I'm going to go and pay my respects to Jacob's well. This is what's happening here. Jacob's well is where Joseph used to sit. Jacob's well was where Joseph's kids would go someday. And now we have 40 generations where now we're at Jesus and he's sitting there. And so my big question to you is, is what wells have you been building for the next generation? We, we wheel this thing out every single week because our motto here is brick by brick. And when we talk about building wells, this is exactly what we're talking about. What bricks are you laying down for people so that when they become weary and they become tired, they can find rest in the place that you have already laid for them? And when they get to that place in their life, you're saying, I knew you would be tired because one day I was tired. And so I built, and now it's your turn to build. I I saw uh, uh, someone post on Instagram, it was a mom quote. I'm, I'm a sucker for moms, like, Mom, Instagram, that's my feed. Uh, And it was talking about how you should talk to your kids when when they talk about how school is hard. And and my response to my brothers is always like, well, it gets worse. Like, (laughs) being an adult isn't much more fun than being a a high schooler. But the, the post was saying our language to kids should be, no, I've been where you are and I understand you. So when Jesus is going to the well, it's a generational thing where he's going, he's saying, you know, I understand where you've been. When we place bricks for other people, what we're telling them is, I knew you would be thirsty. I knew you would need this. I knew you would need a time. I knew you would need a break because I understand where you've been. So now let's flip it to to current day. What well are you sitting by? Where are you choosing to find your rest in? What generational faith has been passed down to you, good or bad, and that's the thing that you go to for rest? You find rest in a relationship or in an addiction or in a friend group or in Jesus. What is the source of your well? It was about noon, verse seven, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Verse eight, and this is hilarious. It's in parentheses if you're following. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. So, so John, again, remembering that this is written in 
He knows what's going to happen. He, he's reflecting on this. And he's like, I'm just going to put this in here in, in parentheses. Uh, Jesus was tired of us. And so he said, guys, I love you. You're great. I, I, but go get some food. Be, <laughs> be away from me for a second because I know you're mad at me because we walked through the city, not around it. And your hearts are not in the right place for what I'm about to do. So why don't you just go get some food and, and rejuvenate yourself and hydrate yourselves for, for something else? Because right now I need to be at the well. So it was about noon when the Samaritan woman came to, to draw water. There's a note here. The, the normal time that you would go to draw water was in the morning or the evening during the cooler hours of the day. This woman is coming to draw water at a time when no one else normally would be at the well. Because this woman has had a bad past. She's had six husbands. The current one she's not even officially married to at this time. She is seen as disgusting, somebody that you would just talk bad about. That she's that person. She's just the person that like, when you don't know what to talk about, you just talk bad about her. That was, that was her. She, nobody liked her. She just didn't want to go through the criticism. She was sick and tired of her life. She was sick and tired of dealing with people. So I'm just going to take the sloppy seconds of the day, hope that there's something left for me, and I'll take my chances in the afternoon. That, that, was, that was this woman. She's messed up a lot. She knows it. Everybody else knows it. So she's hoping that if she goes in the afternoon, nobody's going to see her. Nobody's going to give her an issue. Have you ever felt so much shame that you've tried to heal in the private like you, you felt like you've done something so wrong that you can't even come to church and talk about it. You've, you've done so, something so bad that, that the enemy is trying to tell you you can't heal in community. You've got to go during the middle of the day when nobody can see you. Nobody wants you. Nobody, nobody cares about you. Everybody's talking bad about you. And the enemy's just feeding you these lies every single day. You feel like you don't deserve first dibs. You'll get the leftovers. You'll just try later when nobody's around and, and you hope that something's left. That, have you ever felt that way? So when she shows up and she sees a man already there, she's probably thinking, I'm, I'm too tired for this. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this. I, I'm sick of these men who come and ridicule me. I'm sick of these men wanting to use me. I'm so sick and tired of being the thing that people come to when they want something, not when they need something. But Jesus asks for a drink. Jesus says, I know you're tired because I'm tired too. So why don't you just come and sit with me for a while? She, she had been married six times. Jesus is the seventh man that's documented, that comes into her life. So, 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 watch. So when God makes the earth, he works the first day, he works the second day, the third, the fourth, the fifth, he works the sixth, and then what does he do on the seventh? He, he rests. I'm so grateful to serve a God who will walk through my six to be my seven, who will walk through Samaria to sit with me and have a drink with me. I'm so grateful for a God who will become tired, who will tire himself out just to get to the place he knows I will be 
just to give me a moment of rest. It's not because he needed rest. It's because we did. It's because I did. It's because you did. You're tired of being used. You're tired of being defeated. And he's saying, come and just sit with me for a second and I will give you what you need. I am the living water. He's saying, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We've gone through a couple of different stories. Sometimes Jesus walks on water. Sometimes Jesus walks to the water, but he is always the living water that we need. So I want to pray. I want to end a little bit differently than what we would normally do. I want to pray together for each other in a way where, where if we're tired, and I'm, I need prayer myself, if we're tired, we can just say, you know what, I've got you. I'm praying for you. You're, you're weary. You're weak. But, but you have come in the morning hours of the well in community, and I want you to heal here. So, so I'm, I'm going to pray, and then we'll put on some, some music, and, and we'll just take some time to, to be with ourselves, be with one another. We'll just pray. We'll give about five, ten minutes to just be, to just sit. And then we'll get into our groups. But Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the way it inspires us. Thank you for sitting with us. Thank you for going into the places that, that we need you to go. Thank you for not walking around our situation. Thank you for, for taking it head on. God, we're so thankful for you, for being exactly what we need you to be every single time you need us to be it. God, I pray over this, this time where we can just be together, where we can just sit with you and pray. And God, I ask that you would bless the discussion time. And we ask you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. I hope that message encouraged you. I hope it inspired you. I want to let you know that we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You're free to join us. We'd love to meet you. We meet on campus at our home church, Faith Chapel San Diego. You can look us up online. You can follow us on Instagram at 1826 for more info. We hope to see you soon.